You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do the people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Welcome to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. I'm June Grosso. Every day we bring you insight and analysis into the most important legal news of the day. You can find more episodes of the Bloomberg Law Podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. Bayer, also known as Bayer, sells everything from aspirin and cancer medicines to shoe inserts and soybean seeds. But the focus has been on its sales of Roundup Weed Killer as it faces suits from 13,400 plaintiffs over that weed killer. Tomorrow's annual meeting is shaping up to be its most contentious in years with influential shareholders blaming management for not foreseeing the legal risks associated with Bayer's takeover of Monsanto. Joining me is Robert Hockett, a professor at Cornell Law School. Bob, in separate trials, juries found that Roundup caused the cancer of two California men and awarded massive damages, $80 million in one case and $289 million in another. Bayer says it's going to keep fighting these cases. What are the odds that it will fare any differently in future cases? Well, June, uh, I think the odds are actually not, not very good for Bayer. I understand their sort of urge to be defiant, maybe, and try to you know, take a confident stance. But I think this is probably uh, maybe a bit foolhardy at this point. There are over 11,000 suits pending, uh, as you know. All Bayer has to do is lose even two or three of those to face significant trouble. And the idea of you know defending all of them, particularly given how much evidence there seems to be out there that does indeed incriminate Roundup, notwithstanding the sort of contrary evidence that sort of cuts in the opposite direction, I think the better part of valor would probably be to settle these things as quickly as possible. Buyer CEO and management are going into Friday's annual meeting facing this backlash with shareholders blaming the management for not foreseeing the legal risks associated with taking over Monsanto. The company says its executives reviewed the risks connected with Roundup diligently. Should it have Mm -hmm. foreseen this massive litigation? It's hard for me to see how they wouldn't have foreseen at least the risk, right? You know, my understanding is that there's great disquiet among the shareholders for two reasons, right? One is, again, the acquisition of Monsanto in the first place. And then the second is the decision to go ahead and, and adopt this sort of defiant posture, you know, in the face of the uh, litigation. 
I think that with respect to the first question of whether to buy Monsanto, I, I just I can't see how the risk would not have been foreseen. And again, the key point here is that even if they feel confident on the science, even if they think they're going to win some of the suits on the merits, the fact is that when you've got that many thousands pending, the thought that you could win them all, I think, is just, uh, again, uh, a bit wishful thinking, I suppose. So a federal trial was set for May and it was adjourned. The judge had ordered mediation. Does that tell you anything? Not really. I mean, the problem with this, again, is when you have this many lawsuits, you can expect a lot of sort of eccentric, sort of uniqueness-making quirks in each one of them, right? Each one of them is going to have particular characteristics that, that render it different from the others. But I don't think any one particular result or any one particular procedural development in any one of these suits really tells us much about the other 11,199. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Ron Krzyzewski, Chairman and CEO of Stiefel. Financial Advisors, if you're not growing your practice, you're losing market share. Stiefel is a growing, entrepreneurial, advisor-centric firm built for successful advisors like you. Imagine having the resources of the largest wirehouses and the support of the boutique shops, but none of the bureaucracy to get in the way of you serving your clients. At Stiefel, it's your business, your book, your clients. I always tell the advisors we're recruiting, I want you to come to Stiefel and double or triple your business. Most of them laugh and shake their heads, but I'm serious. Don't take it from me. Take it from Stiefel's number one finish in J.D. Power's 2023 U.S. Financial Advisor Satisfaction Study. So, there's a reason why 148 financial advisors joined Stiefel last year. Come join us and find out why Stiefel is the firm where success meets success. Visit www.choosestifel.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. Buyer is appealing the first verdict that was handed down. That's already been cut down by $211 million. So what are the odds here? Is the verdict likely to be overturned, pared down even more, or remain the same? I can't, of course, foresee with with crystal clarity, but I suspect that that ruling will be upheld for a couple of reasons. Uh, The first is the fact that the judge uh, sort of took down the award amount only uh, signals, in my view, a certain ambivalence on the part of the court toward punitive damages. The court did not cut back on the compensatory damages, which really are the, the damages that are sort of relevant to the merits of the case, right? Secondly, the particular ground on which a uh, buyer is looking for an overturn has to do with a particular evidentiary ruling made by the court. But that's a bit of a Hail Mary pass, in my view, because the court was quite open to the allowing all sorts of evidence cutting in both directions into the original litigation. I don't think anything 
hint on any one particular piece of evidence that the judge ruled uh, was too prejudicial to admit into the court. But I suspect, in other words, that Bayer is fighting a lost cause, even with respect to that one particular lawsuit. And again, that's not even to mention the, the many that are that are still pending. Now, again, I might be wrong on this. I'm sort of shooting from the hip here in the sense that there's always a certain amount of, you know, kind of gut instinct that enters into our predictions about how these things are going to go. But, you know, thus far, the course of the litigation has been sort of garden variety, if I might sort of pun a bit. The litigation has sort of proceeded more or less in the way that we would have expected. You know, there's a lot of scientific uncertainty as to just how tight the causal nexus is between cancer and Roundup, but there's a lot of evidence that suggests that there is a link, even though there's contrary evidence as well. We can expect accordingly for some courts to come out one way, some courts to come out the other. Uh, In addition, of course, some of the um, claims that are made against Bayer is that they were acting, or that Monsanto at least had acted to conceal, uh, at the very least, the potential dangers of Roundup. And insofar as that happens, punitive damages are going to be in the offing in some of these cases. Uh, And Bayer, in acquiring Monsanto, of course, acquired all of that potential liability. And that's, I think, what has the shareholders troubled, right? That just the risk that was taken on in doing this. Not that they don't think that Bayer was completely unmindful of, of this, but they seem to have decided that Bayer's uh, management and board were, were too cavalier about the possibility of significant liability. And it's hard for me to find fault with the shareholders when it comes to that. I would have been I would have been inclined to be much more cautious than it seems Bayer was when it came to acquiring Monsanto. Because this roundup stuff was in the offing and everybody knew it. When you look at the punitives, the amount of punitive damages that both these juries meted out to punish mm-hmm. buyer. Does that tell you how jurors are going to view this company versus these individual plaintiffs who are you know, suffering from cancer? Yeah, it's certainly a good preliminary indicator, June. I mean, the thing, again, to remember about um, about punitives is that, you know, these are sort of, as the term suggests, these register indignation on the part of the jury or the judge or both when it comes to the behavior of the liable party. And, of course, here we're talking about the behavior of Monsanto, but Bayer, as the successor in interest to Monsanto in having acquired Monsanto, ends up, of course, facing the brunt of that very indignation. And it's looking as though there's a good bit of indignation out there about how Monsanto handled the emerging data that suggested at least a significant likelihood that Roundup was indeed associated with cancer or causing uh, cancer. Is $5 billion the number you're hearing to settle all the cases? Uh, I've been hearing numbers ranging between five and six, basically. I don't know, you know, how much credence to place uh, in those estimates, but that does seem to be the the range within which people are sort of imagining what settlement would entail. And that looks like a bargain to me. (laughs) Thanks so much, Bob. That's Robert Hockett, a professor at Cornell Law School. Thanks for listening to the Bloomberg Law Podcast. You can subscribe and listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on Bloomberg.com slash podcasts. I'm June Grosso. This is Bloomberg. You know, it can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. Invisible struggles like stress and burnout, caregiving for a loved one, or being misunderstood. But insight, awareness, and empathy will help us better see the issues they're dealing with. And that can make us and our companies healthier, too. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. The countdown has begun from May 14th to 16th 
a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections, gain unique insights and uncover valuable opportunities in one of the world's most rapidly rising regions. Request your invite for this exclusive event at QatarEconomicForum.com.